Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insider's Spring Training Podcast for Sunday, March 14th. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Earlier on Sunday, Ed Coleman and I had a few hours on WFAN, and you can check out some of our conversations with Yankees analyst David Cohn from the Yes Network, also Mets third base coach Gary D. Sarcina. They're separately on the WFAN audio on-demand pages or on the WFAN.com homepage. You can find them there as well. In the meantime, here is some of me and Eddie C. as we discussed some of the Yankees and Mets spring training storylines earlier today. I was asking you uh, during the break about this is my dark horse in the Mets bullpen, Miguel Castro, um, who pitched last night, pitched well again. As a matter of fact, uh, guy who's working on a changeup, uh, trying <laughs> yeah, an- an- another guy, <laughs> another guy working on a changeup, um, fastball slider guy. Um, but he, he uh, I, I kind of, you know, he's he's been prone to walks in the past. Uh, yeah. And when he, I know when he faced the Yankees, he, uh, he didn't have a lot of success. Young kid when he came up, what was he, 20? Yeah, he was when 20 he when he came up. He's only 26 now. Uh, always threw hard, but had a hard time, you know, controlling it. And that's, you know, first thing off the top of my head was, yeah, control problems. Then I looked up, you know, uh, a five and a half ERA against the Yankees in his career. I'm like, oh, yeah, now I remember this guy. Uh, yeah. he, he was you know as it, listen it's when you, you face the Yankees 18 times you know this, this, those hitters in the lineup are are um, it's hard to fool them right so you get a guy like that who sees them a lot uh, mm-hmm. but yeah you get a little change of scenery and maybe uh, get a little rejuvenated he's still young and if he you know it looks like last year he finally uh, figured out a little more swing and miss because mm-hmm. he always he always threw hard but his strikeouts strikeout to walk numbers or strikeouts per nine numbers were never overwhelming right. and all of a sudden last year it jumped up in the short season so maybe yeah. he's latched onto something here 
Yeah, he's commanding his pitches better. I, I listen. I, I think he can be a weapon for them. We'll see. But uh, they, they like him. He's working, like we said on the changeup. That, that'll help, I guess, a little bit. But uh, you know, I, I, I would say I'd call him a dark horse at this uh, point. Uh, Carlos Carrasco is going to throw today. Um, going to play catch. I, I guess that's the best way to put it. So he'll be on flat ground. Uh, he's not going to face hitters uh, till next weekend. And you know well, that's got to I mean, rule him out for at least the yeah. first week or two of the season, I would think. Right? I, I, I would. Th- I would think definitely the first week. Now, again, the the Mets are are never going to say that or admit that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, every time we ask, it's kind of yeah, we we think he'll be ready. But I mean, when you put the numbers together, I mean, they're not going to throw him out there and have him go three or four innings in his first spring start. So, you know, the, yeah. it just makes sense that you're going to need somebody. I guess it's April 7th, I think, would be the first day they really need somebody because DeGrom can come back on, and pitch, uh, you know, a, a second time on April 6th. So, um, but, you know, that's that, that's not going to set him back that much. It's not going to set Carrasco back that much. I, I think he's fine. At least that's the – we'll find out more after today, I guess, when when he plays catch. But He's um, built up a little bit already? Uh, yeah, he, and he's not worried about it. He said that uh, that he goes through this, has gone through this in the past. Uh, with all, but, you know, it came right at the time, I think, well, first it was Lugo and then Zach Britton. And mm-hmm. then a couple of days later, you know, Carrasco developed this. So all of a sudden you start thinking, okay, well, you're going to go into the knife and miss a couple of months. Uh, that doesn't seem to be the case, but it looks to me like it, it's, you know, probably going to be a delayed start for him at the beginning of the season. What was Do you remember the time frame that they set on Lugo? Because he had the exact same thing that Britain had, you know, bone yep. spur in the elbow. Uh, I I think they were hoping to have him back like the beginning of May. So, um, you know, I I think he wants to get back sooner and thinks he can. But we'll we'll see. You know, and I, his his surgery was a month uh, ago. Two. Not, I don't even. I'm not sure it was a month ago. It was at least a couple of weeks ago. I don't have the exact date here, but yeah, it was at least a couple of weeks ago. So he's. Uh, no, it had to be. It had to be close to a month, yeah, because he's. Uh, it was before. Yeah. It was right before the start of camp, right? Right, exactly, yeah. Because so, so he's ramping. You know, he's ramping up now. Uh, at this point, just you know, he's doing shoulder progressions and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I, I would, I would say the beginning of May, something like that. So Britain's about a month behind. He's supposed to have his yeah. surgery tomorrow. And if you're talking about, you know. I would say, based on what you know, what I've been gathering about Britain, you know, mid to late June is probably the best case from what they're saying. You know, kind of bring mm-hmm. them, bring them along slowly. Although it seems to be, you know, I guess we'll get a little bit of a roadmap to see what hap- how quickly Lugo comes back from it. Although everybody's a little bit different. Um, but you're, I mean, you're still talking about missing the first two months of the season for sure, right. and and then uh, trying to figure out if you can get any piece of that third month, uh, and obviously happen for the second half. I've you know, I, I very recently, Eddie, started to kind of dislike the idea of, and, you know, it's Severino's in the same boat, Syndergaard with the Mets. Oh, it's like getting a guy at the trade deadline. It's like getting a guy back. It's like making a I've, – I've used that often, and I've repeated that because people have said it. But the more I think about it, I, you know, you have this guy already, and you can't use him. So it's not like you're getting a – you know, I just don't love that analogy anymore. I'm okay. kind of, it's, I'm just kind of getting well, tired I of that one. <laughs> I, think we, I think we have to figure out how to find out something. You, you have this toy that you can't use. Right. Right. You know, it's it's in your, you know, it, it's already there. So um, I'm not, I'm not thrilled about. It. 
<laughs> that analogy anymore. I don't know why. I just figured I'd share that with you. Well, I, maybe a lot of teams use it because uh, if they fail to land the guy that they want at the tra- that's how they spin it, right? <laughs> at the trading deadline, they can say, "Well, we have this guy coming yeah, back." Yeah, oh sure. So yeah, that that's uh, that's a good way to spin it, but uh, not really. Uh, not really. Talk- hey, you jog my it, memory a little bit when um, you mentioned Castro, maybe finally getting, um, you know, getting some command. Guy who throws hard. And I remembered the story, and it just came back again this week. Norm Sherry passed away uh, right. earlier yeah. this week. Longtime coach, and he was a catcher with the Dodgers back then. But his great advice, his his advice to change the course of baseball history is to tell Sandy Koufax, you know, don't throw as hard. Throttle back a little bit. <laughs> And all of a sudden, magic happened, and Sandy Koufax, instead of throwing, I don't know, like trying to throw like 105, throw 100, and knew exactly where it was going and yeah. changed the course of baseball history. Norm Sherry was the guy who was always credited with that. Changed the course of a lot of uh, hitters as well, too. That's, <laughs> uh, you know, Koufax, a wild Koufax, suddenly became the unhittable Sandy Koufax. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty special. Hey, one thing I wanted to mention uh, off baseball, um, one of the guys that I – well, I, I loved growing up, uh, passed away yesterday. Marvelous, From your area, right? Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Yeah. Uh, man, did I love Marvin Hagler. Uh, I can't tell you how much. Yeah, he, he uh, actually was born in New Jersey, um, but oh, okay. he, he grew up in Brockton, Brockton, yeah. Massachusetts, which is south of uh, south of the city. And, uh, boy, he was a great fighter. You know, he was just, I mean, Marvin knew how to attack. He just yeah. knew how to attack. He wasn't going to lay back. And, uh it still irks me to this day, as it irks a lot of people. He didn't lose to Sugar didn't. Ray Leonard. I, that's, that's, that's a I was a Sugar Ray guy, man. Yeah, I know. I, know, I was but. a Sugar Ray guy, and he used to love. Like I, I remember watching that fight like a week later, because I guess it was on it was on pay per view, and then they showed it to you on free TV a week later or whatever. Right. And yeah, I get you know he didn't he didn't damage him, he didn't hurt him, but he was he was just landing more and he was moving more and he didn't yep. get hurt by Hagler. Right. So yep. that yep. that was a big thing. He fought but, a very good tactical fight. Let's yes. put it that way. Okay, yeah. and he and it was interesting to watch Leonard too because he always got a couple of like Ali used to do at mm-hmm. the end of rounds, right? They might be for the bell. He'd get a couple of shots in there yeah. to leave you with the impression of okay, yeah, I'm good. I you know <laughs> I got that round. And, uh, yep. He was listen. He was very good. He was and Sugar Ray was a good fighter he was a, he was a showman but that was a fight he did not win i'm sorry but he you know they they said he won so yeah. that 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 hurt an awful lot they they hurt fight Hagler. With, i mean it was it was yes, career yeah. over uh, absolutely and uh the fight with tommy hearns was just amazing the, the first, isn't it oh the three rounds of just absolute hell and uh, yeah. the, and the first round was uh yeah. yeah maybe the greatest first round i've ever seen in my life so it's incredible uh, just watching guys just knock each other crazy and you know it, yeah. it took 10 minutes the whole fight took 10 minutes I and know. it is I, just yeah, I, I was I was actually shocked by the news because the uh, the last thing I had read about Hagler, he was in he had a home in Italy. He he lived in Italy and he was he actually an Italian film uh, star. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, he was like I don't know whether spaghetti westerns. I'm not sure exactly what what it was, but uh, uh, you know he was over there and had a had a house, had a villa over there and lived there. So I I thought he was living comfortably or whatever. And he he passed away in New Hampshire uh, at, oh. at 60, 66, which uh, you know, it's yeah, yeah, wow. Does, feel bad that's uh that's all he was he was one of the i i loved followed him all the time and i loved uh, watching him growing up uh and a, and a great fighter good see, good man 66 yeah. means he was what 32 when he fought leonard yeah 
Yeah. You know, he would have been, I mean, that's, and, and he didn't fight again, right? That was, a, that was, a, he, I, it might have been his last, I'm not sure if he fought after that, I really don't know. I don't I, remember I, him fighting after I thought that. he did, but I'm not, I'm not positive, I, I'd have to go back and look, I don't know. But, but he was, uh, you know, like early mid '80s. You know, he was, you know, the, the pound yeah. for pound guy, and it was, and the fights yeah. were always exciting because the guy was so he was menacing too. He was, you know, he was, you know, the shaved head and the yep. meat and the stare, and he was, he he played the part really well. Yeah, absolutely. And when you have when you have great fighters at that weight, that division, the welterweight uh, yeah. division, that that's that that's a. Uh, you know that, that that's boxing at its best. Sometimes you know heavy, heavyweights get get all the pub or get the love or whatever. But uh, when you're in in that division with great fighters like they had at that time, uh, it was a great division. Duran and all the others. So a lot of them, yes. Yeah. So uh, sad news from uh, that came down last night. Uh, marvelous Marvin Hagler. Uh, passing away. Ma- February 16th, Pat Boyle tells me, was the Lugo surgery. So thanks for... Uh, okay, so it was a while So yeah, it's about yeah. a month ago. About a month ago. four weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he's about a month ahead of what um, Britain's timeline is going to look like. Zach Britton will have surgery tomorrow. And a reminder that you can get my Yankees reports and Eddie's Mets reports delivered to you daily during spring training, just subscribe to the WFAN Baseball Insiders podcast on Radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or your other podcast platforms. You can also find them on the WFAN.com homepage. Thank you all for listening. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.